And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? This is episode 125, day 345 of quarantine. Uh, I have a returning guest. Um, this week is Lauren from Shits Vegans Eat. Shit Vegans Eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> I put too many S on it. But yes, she is back. Welcome back. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Little, little tips. Mm-hmm. Little twisted. Yeah. She was drinking. Oh, granddad. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. Um. So let's get right to it because of the name of this episode is what was left on the table. Let's start from the beginning. So recently, Timberland and Swiss Beats have came together to put together a IG Live based battle with producers. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we had Timberland versus Swiss, of course. Then we had the travesty of Sean Gare versus The Dream. <laughs> that was fucking wild. Sean I didn't Garrett watch was, it, but I know you was watching it when we was in the car or something, and it was just—it was just a fucking disaster. A nigga that <laughs> drunk way too much before, hand, and the a dream was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like he started <laughs> golfing at one point, so golfing. yeah, he started golfing in the middle of the. When he kept on giving his speeches and shit, he went to golf. Uh, it was fucking weird. Yeah. Then next up, we had Jonte Austin versus Neo. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, it was way more subtle, uh, slightly more organized, mm-hmm. and you could tell those niggas were actually friends mm-hmm. um, versus, I don't know what the fuck was up with Sean Garrett. But, um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Jonte won that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Dream, of course, won that other one. And um, before we get to the most recent ones, mm-hmm. um, we just, uh, let's see, Drake. No. Eh. Aubrey. Drop some mid. Bullshit. Some mid for adults and fire for children. Drake has a new song that <laughs> comes with a dance called the Tootsie Slide. Tootsie Dance. It's not Tootsie. I don't know. It's Tuesday, I think. What's up? T O O S I E. Okay, Tuesday. Um, Shout out to little Bootsy. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Tuesday, Bootsy. Anyway, but. Yeah, so, 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 so. Okay, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what, what do you think of the song? What do you. Okay. What do you think about artists having dance routines for their songs now? The whole TikTok era. What do you think of the TikTok era? Okay, so let me answer the first question. What do I think of the song? The song is whack coming from Drake. Okay. Coming from him who puts out, who doesn't miss. He In general, he doesn't miss. He got songs here and there that like generally people don't like, don't care for. Mm. But he doesn't really miss. This was, this was an L for his catalog, but... It was a win considering the times we're in. Mm-hmm. The TikTok era, the quarantine era. And quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> and I think I think artists having dances to their song isn't new. 
Yeah. I just think now it's so damn complicated. Like back when we were like teenagers, you know, it was like a a quick one, two, three yeah. routine, and we had learned it after watching the video twice. Now you legit gotta practice for six hours before you can put on TikTok. <laughs> like nigga, I gotta go to dance practice to <laughs> learn this. Like I gotta sweat uh, to learn this. I'm not doing that. And, and like It's different you know It's how, a different time You know how like Back in the day It's crazy that sounds Back in the day When niggas Would go to parties It was A certain kind of nigga That was The dancing nigga <laughs> Like I know in Baltimore Like You had the dancing niggas For the club mixes So mm-hmm. they'd do the Spongebob They'd do the drop back And they'll do Baltimore Dances, mm. but now everybody in the fucking <laughs> club is doing these dances. I don't know. I don't go outside like that no more. So, well, none of us do actually. But, um, <laughs> but I don't. I, I don't know if people do these dances out. I don't know either because I don't. I'm not I don't think outside like even that. though because I don't think niggas was <laughs> TikTok I mean, wasn't. No, like, it was TikTok was. I just literally just watched something that said TikTok was the most downloaded app of last year. Really. Yeah, so like TikTok, I think I think TikTok was a thing before it hit us. Okay. It was a thing with kids. And it was cuz I remember my friends who have kids, like older kids. They were they were mentioning TikTok, you know, early to mid last year and I'm like, what the fuck's that? And I just didn't care to research it. And so I started seeing it on the TL all crazy and I was like, "Oh, I guess I should know what this is." Mhm. But it's not. It's not nothing new. It's just now, like niggas ain't got nothing else to do but make TikToks. Yeah, TikTok has <laughs> had to make a lot of money. Yeah, and to I I want to say that. Excuse me. This counts as streams. When niggas use it for their um, does it for their TikTok? I would think so. It'd be no different than when artists when you use, say you put something in your IG stories and you use a song. That's a stream. It, yeah, if you use it for the through the music part, that's a stream. Oh well, then I, I hope it's a stream. So that makes sense of why Drake did it. My girl Meg is out here getting her streams up. Yeah, and, and uh, Wiz Khalifa with that Ty Dolla song. That old ass song and that song is like three years old. Yeah, that's fucking So it was a it was a marketing move. Yes, and it was it was very strategic. I don't even think Drake likes the fucking song. He probably don't, <laughs> but he knows it's gonna make him. Yeah, ready. I mean, hey, it was it was a business move and it was smart. So I on that side, I can't be mad at him. But overall, I, yeah, the song's ass. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's trash. pretty shitty. I no, the I'm not. And then if you if to go even deeper into it, he realized how much a dance worked for him with. Not uh the Kiki song, right with Shiggy. Yeah, so he realized yeah. how effective it was. So now yeah. I I will dedicate a dance to the song. Well, yeah. essentially, I think the dance was already made before. For what? Before For I the song? I think he made the song after seeing the after seeing the dance being performed. If I'm correct. So the Tuzi slide was it's already somebody. Made. It's somebody. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's an actual dude that you know be okay, dancing. Okay, so I didn't see. Did you see the video? No. Oh, because I just I want. Song is that? If the if the if the dance was made, I just want my man to get credit. Shout out to whoever made the dance. Tuzi. That's his name. If yeah. Oh. People was interviewing him and shit. Yo, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, I have no idea. I don't keep up. 
you sent me the song at like midnight the other night, and I was I listened to the first minute. I was like, this shit is what? I hate this song. Yeah, and it's like for an artist that we enjoy his music. Yeah, for the most part, rarely misses, and I'm talking yeah. about very rare. And this is coming from me, a Pusha T fan. Um, mm-hmm. But he, I, I didn't listen to Scorpion all the way through. I haven't listened to to this day. I haven't listened to both. Um, mm. More life, I didn't listen to either. I didn't care. More life um, wasn't nowhere near his top. Yeah, it was a playlist. That's how you get away from people saying it's a shitty album because you deem it a playlist. So now people won't count it as a part of your actual body of work. They'll count it as a body of work, but they won't count it as like a solo record because you list it as a playlist, which it had multiple artists on there. That's how really? he. That's how he was getting around it. That's just my opinion. That's how I look mm-hmm. at it because everybody like, oh, that's shitty. But then like the Drake fans mm-hmm. would be like, oh, well, that's that was a playlist. Yeah, that that was a playlist, so that doesn't count. No, and Pusha T didn't win either. <laughs> that's it how counts. they done it. In there. It just wasn't. It wasn't it. It's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Niggas fuck up. Yeah, and he did. But um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. Uh, you know. I guess. You know. If it's gonna make you money, I understand, bro. And that's that's it seems to be what fits with the times mm-hmm. right now. So, so let's move on with fitting to the times and niggas dancing. Jeezy has a video of him. That was him in the market? Yes. <laughs> dancing to a song off the twenty twenty vision mixtape that he just put out recently or album that he just put out recently with Shorty Red on the track. Can yeah. we really call that dancing though? Like nigga. that was some old nigga. Jeezy shouldn't be doing that. That's, that's <laughs> that was the, some old nigga one two stepping. That, that wasn't nigga, nothing. You know what the nigga looked like? He looked like the nigga from Dave Chappelle doing a robot. <laughs> that's exactly what the nigga Yo, looked like. Yo, he bro. looked old, but it's okay because we know you like a you an older nigga at this point in life. This nigga forty two. I didn't realize that was. I watched I it like three times, and yeah. then I was like, Yo, is that Jeezy? Am I tripping? This nigga, not Jeezy. Nah, yeah, that he nigga Jeezy with neon lights out, out one. Yeah, shit. bro. <laughs> this motherfucking Chinese kitty got him going Corey. crazy. Whoa. I mean, she's not Chinese, bro. What is she? I don't know, but she, I know she's not Chinese. Asian. Not all Asian people are Chinese. And I'm not being racist. I'm not saying that. Black people cannot be racist. I'm not but judging that's a different her. Story. <laughs> I'm not judging her, but oh, the Asian. Gosh. Persuasion, Corey. Okay, <laughs> Duh. let's not go there. When you in love, you do different things, right? Like we did in the nineties. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. So anyway, let's see what else we have on the docket. But yeah, I basically more of the story is two artists that we grew up on. We don't want to see you doing that, but they understand the times at the end. I don't know what the fuck Jeezy was doing. He, that but was Drake, a super L. Drake, like Drake was in a frozen aisle. Drake, I he understood. had a full shopping cart of groceries, <laughs> by the way. Like, this is why I thought it was just like a, you know, Genie took the video while the niggas was shopping and he was just acting good. Nigga, it's cuts in it. They edit this. This is edited and he put neon lights around his arms. Not bad. I was trying. I'm trying to hold him down. Nah, fuck it. that. You can't ban. You gotta ban the snowman for that. Oh no, I don't wanna. Nigga. I still got hope. I don't. I'm gonna give him a pass. He been, bro. Come on, let's be for real. Jeezy, we just talked about this earlier. Jeezy's last real good record was the one with Bankroll. What was that? But one? that album was trash. What was that? Trap, one? Trap, Trap, Trap or Die 3. 
Album was trash, bro. His appearance has been trash. I would just want him in a position of, like, a CEO. <laughs> like, you know, I ain't, I ain't really trying to, I ain't trying to, stick, yeah. Stick behind the scenes. Yeah, bro. Ricky Fee. Ricky Fee. Ricky, 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 Ricky Rose. Ross would not have done that. Rick, Rickifer. Rick, I'm Nigga, trying to say, I'm trying to say Christopher, but Rick. Who is Christopher? Nobody. But I'm trying to say Rick Ross, but I'm trying to say like Christopher Yo, with Rick. <laughs> anyway. Why are we comp- Okay. He would never do that. That's what I'm saying. He's too big to be doing all but that. But he would never do that, period. So <laughs> okay. it, it really don't even. Yeah, he be doing some goofy shit, but it's funny. What did he do that was goofy? He's a funny. Rick Ross is funny as hell. He's funny, but he's not goofy like a goofy. He's not a goofy. Whatever you say, Brody. Shout out to Rose. Can I get a rose? Lemon pepper. Do it for the pears. Shout out to the pears. Shout out to the pears. <laughs> That's a funny name. All right, so, all right, so on the verses, they actually had recently Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on that battle that we've seen? Overall, mm-hmm. Scott Storch. Okay, let me just say this. Put some respect on Scott Storch's name. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start there. Um, he was prolific during our time. Mm-hmm. When I say our time, meaning like when we was like you know hip to everything that came out when it first came out. I mean, I know now I'm, I'm usually, like, on the back end. But, anyways, he he's he's a legend in his own regard. I think the battle was not... The problem I have with this whole Versus series is that there seems there seems to be no real rules in terms of, like, what are we really battling? Are we battling production? Mm-hmm. Are we battling stats in terms of... How the songs that are being played did. As far as charting, billboard charting. Yes, popularity. Mm-hmm. What are we really competing? Like, what are we comparing in these? Because if because Manny Fresh and, and Scott Storch are huge, right? Mm-hmm. Independent separately, but like they're not in the same lane. Okay. Manny Fresh carried Cash Money. Mm-hmm. He made without him. There's 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 like Cash Money is not what it is. Mm-hmm. Scott Storch. It don't or, exist. It, Cash Money does not exist essentially, without him essentially. up until Carter 2. Okay. I'll take that. So that means Manny Fresh is like, his status is like damn near unmatched, if we're being real. Mm-hmm. So like Scott Storch is legendary, but he's not no Manny Fresh. He's really not. Yeah. The only, the only reason why I say Scott Storch won that is because, that battle is because of the popularity of the songs. If we're talking about like actual production, because Scott Storch, Manny Fresh was playing songs that he produced mm-hmm. versus Scott Storch was playing songs that he had production credits on mm-hmm. in some instances. So it's not the same thing. And I wish they would lay out what the 
ground rules yeah. are for that. I, I would like that. And I feel like if we're doing a producer series. It should be. I get. All right. So let's just look at the first 10 songs, right? Okay. Go DJ, The Watcher 2, Ha, Gimme That, Project Chick, Baby Boy, Hot Girl, Lighters Up, Bling Bling, Make It Rain. Right? The Watcher 2 is billed as a Dr. Dre beat. Mm -hmm. Gimme That is billed as Scott Storch, Baby Boy. It's a lot of songs on this list that he played out of his 20 songs that he either just played keys or he Mm -hmm. contributed. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, a lot of these songs, for any artist, Mm -hmm. if if I'm in a room and you give me a word that rhyme, you give me a bar or say this should this goes right there. I gotta give you writing credit. Mm-hmm. So with Manny Fresh, he's in the room. Actually, I think I think how we look at it is like a beat maker and a producer. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not the same. Mm-hmm. A producer, somebody can make the beat. I can make the beat, and send it to you, mm-hmm. but I don't coach you on. How the record should sound. What this call for. Puff is a producer. Mm-hmm. Manny Fresh is a producer and a beat maker. Yes. So it's it's a difference. And yes. I don't. So you're saying Scott Storch is a producer versus Manny Fresh is a producer and a beat maker. More I so. feel like it. More I so. feel like Scott Storch is both. But I feel like on a lot of those songs, he just did production or added to it. Composer. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Like still, if we're being honest. Throughout the entire, and I watched the battle, the entire battle, people were, like, pushing for Still Dre. And it's a huge, huge song, like, very unnotable song for him. But if you look up the credits he has on the song, mm-hmm. he doesn't have project, production credits on No, that. Dr. Dre and Mellow Man it does. He has like, composer credits, I think. Yes. Yes. He, he probably the keys, keys on the song. <laughs> Like on a, on a lot of the songs, the song. bro. It's on a, like a lot of the songs. And sidebar, still Dre is not that big of a record outside of California. It was up against Back That Ass Up, right? Boy. I if you if you if the last <laughs> if you were about to die and somebody said, you know, you have to listen to one more song before you die. Extreme circumstance, but whatever. Let's go with it. You had to listen to one more song before you die, and your options were still Dre or back that ass up. Can we be realistic? No, oh, let's be for real. If this is the last song of the night in the fucking club, exactly. and your exactly. choice is still Dre to get humped on by the big booty <laughs> joint in the club that you've been eyeing, it's either still Dre or back that ass up. What grown ass man is going to pick still Dre? <laughs> Who the fuck are y'all fucking? Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, that's the shit that bothered me. Like, I, I felt like niggas was... The shit that made me mad and the reason why I really don't go back and forth with niggas w- with music and stuff is because niggas don't look at music the way I look at music. Those first bling bling... Can we... Like, do you have that, the one-on-one matchups? Um, yeah, I had the one-on-one matchups. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what, what was it? Uh, Bling Bling versus Make It Rain. Bling Bling is in the fucking dictionary, bro. It's in the fucking dictionary. Make It Rain was a dope beat, but it's I. if I had to choose, I don't want to hear it. Yo. I, I would go with let's, Bling Bling. Let's be for real, right? 
I'm not I won't discredit Make It Brain because Make It Brain still essentially gave a whole term yeah. to the culture. Yeah. But but bling bling is always gonna be synonymous with hip hop. I agree. Like I agree. White always. people white people say make it rain. White people really ain't saying bling bling. They say it, but it's almost in a it's in a condescending it's manner, like, you know, bro. I don't know if it's condescending. It's 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 a mockery, but I don't know if it always carries like it's like you know some white people will say some shit like they want to be they want to be down brandy ass niggas yeah. want to be down, and it's just like you trying like they try too hard and they'll say that yeah. I think that's the case, and it's just like yo, let's let's be for real, bro. As far as you're playing the full five, four or five minutes of Bling Bling. You're not playing... Bro, I'm not playing Fat Joe verse on Make It Rain. I'm hearing Lil Wayne. I'm getting the fuck out of here. That's okay. a fact, bro. Okay, now you're judging them based on... Putting those two songs together. You're basing them on what? I'm... What do you pick? How are you picking Bling Bling over Make It Rain? All the verses. I could pick anybody verse on that and listen to it. Okay, so you're doing something that I don't think most people were doing that were in that. So what do you think most people were doing with with like a like a it's like around like that? It's a popularity contest. All of these battles are popularity contests mm-hmm. because even with some of the other ones we looked at, that I know we're gonna talk about later. You both, you and me, were sitting here like, how the fuck are niggas saying this beat that? Just because it got more spins. Just because, you know what I mean, like. Fat Joe was champion so hard for uh, Scott, Scott Storch, Storch, and this yeah. shit was this shit was making me mad. But but I understand why. That's his He's man. Giving him some some major hits. That yeah. So I mean I get it, but I don't. It, it was stuff that it was stuff that really threw me off. Like, can we talk about lighters up and um? Was it hot? Was it hot and lighters up? Too? Um, oh. lighters up and hot girl. Hot, hot, hot girl. Let me say something. When I hear the claps drop <laughs> for Hot Girl, it's, 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 I don't, I can't even describe the feeling. It's like no question. You turn the shit up wherever you are mm-hmm. and your, your body is fucking moving, bro. I hear lighters up. I will legit in 2020, in April 2020, skip to the next song. Bruh, I'm, I don't want to hear that. Yo, all this battle showed me is how much, to this day, New York niggas really hate the South, bro. Because let's let's be for, let's be let's be for real, right? I said for honest, but uh, let's, I was gonna let you right uh, again. Let's be for honest, right? <laughs> so, um, what's the song that Lil Kim had with Mr. Cheats? Oh, um, no, that was his song. I was just listening to it. Nah, cause now I gotta know. Um, and he was in a video. Yeah. I was just listening to it. No, 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 no. I was thinking lights, camera, action, but that's his song. No, that's his song. But anyway, that's not a bigger song than Lighters Up, bro. You you'll hear light you'll hear Lighters Up. You'll listen to it. But. Hot girl, come on at any time. The jump, any off. The jump off. That's a bigger record than Lighters Up. I appreciate the jump off way more than Lighters Up. Fuck yeah, First bro. Off, Lighters Up was. 
That came on a down. That came on a down slope, and she needed a hit right then and there, bro. I didn't like letters up, to be honest. Hot girl was peak cash money. Oh my! It got it's so fucking it's so southern and so New Orleans and so bounce music and so cash money. How do you not want to hear it, bro? Niggas, at that time, nobody could do anything with cash money. Cash money came out with music consistently. Like on a no limit consistent basis. And it was the group. So you had all four of them. All on one record. I ain't trying to hear that shit, bro. Like, a lot of this shit was making me mad, yo. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all... What One, what are y'all judging? Two, who were y'all around growing up? <laughs> who were y'all around, bro? And uh, then the shit that made me... The shit that made me even more mad. I think Lighters Up came in, what, like 2005? And... Yeah. And Hot Girls came out in like 2000, 2001. Nigga, we all was outside then. I all, between two, that's a five year span, bro. You was outside. You mean to tell me being outside? You didn't hit. I ain't trying to hear that, bro. Y'all niggas ain't go to house parties. Y'all niggas ain't do none of that shit. Uncultured. Y'all wasn't Swan. shaking y'all little funky asses. Like, <laughs> that shit made me I'm mad, bro. Here. I mean, Scott Storch won off of popularity. But Manny Fresh moved. He had cultural impact. Scott Storch did not. I'm, and I'm going to say that. And I don't care who disagrees. Scott Storch did not have cultural impact. Bruh. Scott Storch. Alone. By himself. No, bro. He did not. Then he played a root song. And I'm like, bro, you ain't. And you know what? What was up against. Do you have that against? What was up against You Got Me? And I know you, you got, got me. me what, what was You Got Me? You Got Me versus. What was the name? No, no. Whose song is that? What is You Got Me? Scott Storch. Roots. Um, oh. You got me was up against um Mahogany. Is that what it was up against? Yeah. Oh, right, what am I? Because four hundred degrees was uh, up against oh. fifty cent a little bit. Okay. And I know that was a big issue. That was a big thing. The issues was um when niggas kept on calling draws. That w- I don't you yo you there oh. is no draws, bro. There is no draws. There is no, I'm not trying to hear none of that, bro. But I don't know. I, first off, I feel like a lot of the people calling draws were a lot of these celebrities, and they were just trying to be they like, saving PC. face, bro. They were trying to be nice, and it was like nobody's going to be mad that you think so and so's song is better than so and so. It's not that deep. Nobody's going to take it that serious. It's really not that deep. Like just the battle we was just watching, and it was like, oh, first six rounds is it are, are draws. Like how? That niggas high shit. No, bro. they're not. Get that man his points and let's keep it moving. Right, and it's and it's okay, bro. It's, all of this shit. It is, is for fun. okay. All of this shit is too. That is, I got it. To provide entertainment. Hot girl versus light up a draw, a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. Bling bling versus um. Who's listening? Make it. This is Swiss Beats list. Okay. Um, bling bling versus make it ring a draw. Absolutely. Get your roll on, naughty girl, my nigga. You serious? He said that's a draw. Yes, naughty girl won that. Yeah. Big things popping versus candy shop. Candy shop one, like it's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. man, listen, bet that ass up and still Dre should never been a fucking draw on no fucking year ever, ever. Niggas did not give a fuck about still Dre outside of the fucking. Do uh, you even hear still Dre in no, a party? No, bro. You nobody do not hears hear that still shit. Dre in a party, but you will hear back that ass up in any quality party. I'm talking about club house. I don't care what it is. Nigga, that would get the DJ. That would get the DJ. That would get the crowd back on the DJ side. 
Yeah. I don't want to hear that, bro. And then the shit niggas didn't care about Still Dre till about last year, two years ago, maybe three years ago when niggas found out magically now that they found out that whole wrote it. Like that, come on, bro. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. Yeah, well, you know. That doesn't change my opinion of the song. It's not played outside of the West Coast. It's not. But, so, this playlist that I, I curated, oh, <laughs> uh, that I curated that's available on Tidal right now is the songs that I felt between Manny Fresh and Scott Storch that I felt that were left on the table. Um, ten songs per usual, and we're just going to get right to it. First up, we have Juvenile. You understand? Mm. He got a little gray in his goatee, but that's all right. Salt and pepper is all right with me. <laughs> On you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but, <laughs> nonetheless, um, so, uh, you understand, was released November 25th, 1999. Uh -huh. Via Juvenile's second album on Cash Money Records. Mm -hmm. Juvie is such a dope and talented artist. Mm -hmm. Early on in his career, he stuck, I'm sorry, he struck gold with this song, Back That Ass. This song and Back That Ass Up. Mm -hmm. Plus, he had I Got That Fire as a solo artist. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, he was a part of the legendary group, The Hot Boys, which consisted of him, BG, Lil Wayne, and Turk. But a little known fact is prior to the release of the Hot Boys debut album, there was five members of Hot Boy. The fifth artist that was a part of the group went by the name of Bulletproof, a.k.a. Lil Derek, who also was Birdman's nephew. If the name sounds familiar, well, it's because he was a part of multiple Hot Boy albums prior to the untimely, prior to his untimely death in 2002. Mm -hmm. He was on... He was on this album. He was on a lot of not Hot Boy um, song albums, but Cash Money artist albums. Mm. Um, and that was something when I was doing my research, I, I never knew that. And apparently this has been known for years. But... Did, okay. No, I was like, what's up? Did you watch the Birdman documentary on Apple? Yes. Okay, was that... I, wrote, I watched it, but it was, it's been years. Was he mentioned in that? I don't think so. Okay, I didn't think I don't, so. I don't think so. I know it was the Birdman was the focus in his life, but yeah, and I, you know, I really don't even know who if that was his nephew, like who child it was, yeah, who was his parent or whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, recipes, uh, bulletproof, aka little Derek, um, Juvie man, Juvie man, Juvie the great, Juvie the great, like he could drop some shit today and I would be ready to hear it. Yeah, he yeah. actually um yeah he came out with a a mixtape with Birdman. It might have yeah. been an album. 
Mm. I don't care for Birdman. <laughs> I don't. I mean, here's the thing. I've never really cared for Birdman. Like, I always thought his his, his raps was trash. <laughs> Garbage. And, you know, once it all started coming out of how he was doing his own squad dirty, mm-hmm. let alone who knows whoever else, Khaled and all of them. Mm-hmm. I was, was like, re- I don't uh, like that nigga. Around... Around this whole thing with that battle with manufacturing, and I was reading that somebody had asked who got done the dirtiest or something like that. Basically, Birdman would give Manny Fresh ten thousand dollars. I read that with with Manny Fresh being under the impression that they were getting twenty a show, Mm -hmm. but they were actually getting like seventy. Yeah, and he was getting he was pocketing sixty and giving Manny Fresh ten thousand dollars. Could you imagine being in a group? I was just about to say that. Could you be imagine? Could you imagine being in a group and the person that you trust that will split the funds 50-50 or just anything 50-50? Give you what you deserve. Because let's let's not forget what we said. There would be no cash money without Manny Fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He didn't get what he deserved. I don't think he get what he he deserved to this day. And that, like I said, Still. that battle showed that. The respect for Southern music in general is ass. Is ass, bro. Because to be completely honest, Manny Fresh shouldn't have been in that battle. Manny Fresh should have went up against Beats by the Pound, which is the No Limit in-house producer. Mm -hmm. That's who he should have went up against. So to be completely honest, I feel like the versus shit, sometimes they made up for it with the the T-Pain and Little John. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like the... There should have been like a southern mm-hmm. um, consultant. They should have consulted Jermaine Dupri or somebody beforehand before they put that matchup together. Yeah. And it was like sh- low, uh, short notice too. Well, originally it was Scott Storch and T Pain. Yes. And then I think what happened, they never. I mean, I, then I just remember seeing hours later a Scott Storch video where he was like, "Oh, it's been changed. It's, it's going to be me and Manny Fresh." I think niggas knew that that was an easy win for Scott Storch. Mm-hmm. To not take anything away from T-Pain, but you're not a Scott Storch. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> He's not really a producer. He he has production on records, but I don't look at T-Pain as a producer. He's an artist. Yeah. For the most like, part. I'm not. And, yeah. That's just, like, soon as I saw that announcement, it was Scott Storch and T-Pain, I was... Tweeting like, you know, I love Teddy P, but he's about to take a L. Yeah, <laughs> and he should know that. It just uh, just wasn't it. Mm-mm, not at all. Okay. Next up, we have Big Thomas, number one stunner. At this point in time, it's the early 2000s and Cash Money is in full swing and taking over the game. Fresh off a joint tour with the Rough Riders earlier in the year, they dropped this song in the summer of 2000. This song appears on the Kings of Comedy soundtrack Mm -hmm. starring... Steve Harvey, D.L. Hughley, Bernie Mac, and Cedric the Entertainer. 
who also appears in the video. Dope song. But do you think being placed on a movie soundtrack holds the same meaning it once did in the 90s and 2000s? Comparison to today? Yes. That's a really good question. I'm going to say it does not. Solely because two things. Number one, when music videos aren't a thing anymore, mm -hmm. right? Like, nobody's checking for a video. Whereas back then, the box, you remember the box? Yeah. The box. We didn't have it in Baltimore, but oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh. I think it was like a more up north thing. I always hear New York niggas talk about it. We had them for the day. Okay. <laughs> we had the box. <laughs> we had the box, and we had you know whatever else channel played videos, all of that, and you would see videos for songs that were like on a movie soundtrack, but it had clips of the movie in the video. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it 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 was the one to one match of you knew. First thing I just thought of was Are You That Somebody, Aaliyah. She okay. had Doctor Doolittle scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. It was on the soundtrack. That's the first thing. So I, I think it had more value back then. But also, back then, in comparison to now, I, like, I remember my bro my older brother buying movie soundtrack CDs. Yes. Like, we had the Nutty Professor uh, mm -hmm. soundtrack, which was dope as fuck. It was all Def Jam artists. Yeah. Well, we had, yeah. Rough, rough, rush hour too. Yeah, like yeah. we had. I remember him buying the actual soundtracks. Don't nobody like that. Those don't don't exist nowadays. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think it's as valuable. I don't think I can just imagine that like artists are not as excited to get their song featured on a movie soundtrack because who's really checking for it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? When um, the new Bad Boy came out, right? Mm -hmm. I think they tried to rehash that Bad Boys 2 soundtrack mm -hmm. where Puff had Shake Your Tail Feather, mm -hmm. La La, Excuse Me, Miss Remix on there. It had multiple songs on that soundtrack, and it was a big deal. And I think that's what Khaled wanted to do, mm -hmm. but it just didn't work the same because... We're in a different era. Yeah, times have like, changed. Niggas is not doing that, but I, I ain't going to hold you. That's the second time Khaled done did some shit like that. Because he tried to do that shit with the Def Jam South shit, but that didn't go nowhere. <laughs> but uh, next up, we got uh, T.I. Front Back featuring who? UGK? UGK? You know it. Sipping on the bar, smoking green and hitting licks. Bumping two short babies in a candy river wrist. Drop the top and pimp the light and watch the trunk do tricks. Tricks. PMC, I keep my money on my mind. Keep a hooker on the track and keep a swishing full of pine. You know, like I know you wouldn't try. Mm -hmm. Wanna check me from a candy car, you must wanna die. I don't really wanna hit you with this hot thing. I just wanna get some brain in the turning lane. Come and die. Keep it slow. And keep the pistol right here in the dog. Dog, 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 dog. Side to side. This is a remake from the 1994 single by UGK of the same name. Mm -hmm. There's two versions of this remake that was released on mixed. One was released on mixtapes that only included a new verse by Bun B. 
Then there's a version from the ATL soundtrack that included the late Pimp C verse. He was just recently released from prison and came home to deliver a dope, dope verse after dope verse after dope verse. Which leads me to ask, are you a Pimp C fan? One. And do you see any influence on today's artists who aren't from Texas? Mm. Am I a Pimp C fan? Um... I respect Pimpsey and I respect UGK for the influence they had and the sound that they brought, but I can't call myself a Pimpsey fan. Okay. Like, you won't ever catch me. You've never caught me bumping like... Solo Pimpsey. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and influence that they had on non-Houston rappers. Well, just any similarities you see in Pimp C that you see in any artist outside of the Texas region. Hmm. Words slurring and shit. Out of. <laughs> you still drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we seeing outside of down south. Yeah, anywhere. No, I'm saying anywhere outside of Texas. Okay. Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like there's a lot of outspoken artists, and that's what Pimp C was. Okay, I can give you that. We can go with that. They just kind of say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Outspoken. Just, I mean, they, nothing like, uh, well, he was a pretty. Outrageous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I originally thought of that uh, we was talking about? Me? Yeah. <laughs> See, y'all got them boys out there touching them boys in the Range Rovers. You thought I ain't know about that, huh? <laughs> thought I ain't know. Yeah, I think we have um, a lot of art. You know what? I think I think nowadays outspoken artists. When you say outspoken, I automatically think of just like no filter. Yes. Kind of artists. And I think a lot of these young niggas, and I'm not directly correlating it to Pimp C, but a lot of these young niggas, all these lils and all these youngs that I have no idea who they are, they are, they have no filter. And I think it's more so because they have no training. Media, media <laughs> they training. Have no is. culture. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's that's really like the whole idea of music in itself and, you know what I mean, expression and all of that. So I can't call it necessarily. All right, that. so let's bring it back to the music and let's keep it in Texas. Your feelings on the direction Meg the Stallion's career is going with her Pimp C influence. I love me some Meg. Mm-hmm. Do you I hear Pimp C in her? I do hear it. I do hear it. She's, she's very outspoken. <laughs> <laughs> like, highly outspoken. Um, even just like what she raps about. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like material things. All these niggas that she got and this, this, and that. Everything they do for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know. On, on the flip side for Pimp C. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, next up, we got 2 chains. Used to. Yeah, for the rent, yeah. Tryna do 
Okay. <laughs> T Chains pays homage to the original Cash Money sound. Also, Manny Fresh is behind the boards on this one. How did Two Chains do with paying homage, especially with our generation holding such a song like "Bat the Ass Up" so near and dear to us? I love this fucking song, and it is it has similar effects that "Back That Ass Up" has to mm-hmm. me personally. Like mm-hmm. when I hear "Used to," it's automatic. What do you do? What What does any girl do? Any Any cultured girl do? <laughs> 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 Any respectable girl do when she hears back that ass up. She backs that ass up. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> so when I hear used to, it gives me the same vibes, the same feels. Like it's a dope ass, like bounce type song. And mm-hmm. so I think he did a great job. Like <laughs> lyrics and all. He did. I, I thought it was dope that he had all of them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, except for BJ. Um, oh. But. Yeah, it was cool to see all of them together. Wayne looks normal in there. He doesn't have colored dreads. He's not a Martian. Uh, he no. got me some, what's his name? Tahid Epps. I love two chains. Okay. Like, not like that. Okay, that's fine too. <laughs> it was just like as an artist. Like, I love, and I like his personality a lot. He seems normal. He seems like. He's the yeah. cool older cousin. Yeah. As you know, you call when you... Every day. Yeah, you need help with something. You also need weed. (laughs) Like, he's there for you. I always regret not seeing him when he was in Philly. Remember when he, he like, broke his leg or something? Yeah, and he was still performing. That was... That was... That was very smart. That was amazing. He's a very, very intelligent businessman. Egg beyond. Yes. And he came to Philly. I was living in Jersey (sighs) at the time. He came to Philly and none of my friends wanted to go with me. And I was like... "Mm -hmm." I don't really. I've gone to a concert before by myself, but I was like, I don't really want to go by myself, and I regret not going by myself. What was the first concert you went to by yourself? The weekend. How was that experience going? By it yourself? was dope because actually, it actually I think that might have been the only one that I went to by myself. I went to see him before he got mainstream. I saw him when during his like House of Balloons Thursday. What's the other tape? The three that make up trilogy, basically. Okay. That's when I saw him. I saw him in Jersey and Camden. And like I was by myself and I was like, fuck it. And I just like kind of meshed in with some white girls that was near me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he's a he's an amazing performer. Nigga sound just like he sounds. Okay. Yeah, I'm I I haven't I don't really listen to weekend music. I know. Um mm-hmm. I did get some of the merch. It was a V Loan joint who mm-hmm. was hard, so I ordered it. Um He's you know what's crazy? Yesterday I saw a tweet that said, you know, I love the weekend, but we will never get a trilogy weekend back. We'll never get that back. What is the difference between the two? He's like, if you ask me, back to the trilogy days, House of Balloons and Thursday and all of that, he was more like, you could tell the Coke use was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> If I would keep it out of it was heavy. It was more like somberish music, which I know that's why you don't like it. Mm-hmm. But like same with other yo for Baltimore. Oh, uh, don't Grand talk about that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was somberish, but like it it had a lot of meaning behind it. Like if you sit and, and read lyrics from those tapes, you would be like, yo, this nigga was like low-key twisted versus today where he's making like the upbeat 
like dance feel good party music. I'm not saying I don't like it, but it's it's definitely a difference from his mixtape days. So you need your weekend on drugs similar to how I need my Wayne and Eminem on drugs and Mary J. Blige. I'd prefer her. my weekend on drugs. Well, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa, buddy. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I prefer my weekend on drugs. Yo, that is sick. That was wild. Cut that out. Yeah. I don't do drugs. I'm going to just say, no, no, no. I don't even prefer him on drugs because I don't want anybody to go on drugs. I, I, I do. <laughs> I liked, I like the messages more because mm-hmm. it felt like he was way more in tune. With the world? Just like some human ass shit, some feelings type shit. He was like, I don't know. He was way less normal, but it was in a good way. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So My next. Guy Abel. Next up, we got BG. Cash money is an army. BG was the first big artist for Cash Money. He was the first star for them, essentially. Currently serving out a 14-year bid for the Detroit gun charge, he's said to be coming home soon, according to his son, Y. am sorry, T.Y., who is currently a recording artist under Currency's label, Jet Life Imprint. Mm-hmm. I ultimately draw comparisons between BG and J-Rock of TDE. Let's take TDE for a second. TDE is the label, which in this case would be Cash Money. Then you have Black Hippie, which in this case would be the Hot Boys. But here's my confusion. Is BG J-Rock in this situation? Or is BG, I'm sorry, or is J-Rock Juvenile in this situation? So we asked that question one more time? All right. So the last part of the question is what? Is J Rock BG or is J Rock more juvenile? In the sense of J Rock was the first talent that was really shown off of TDE. Then you had Kendra Lamar be a bigger artist than him. Mm-hmm. Then you had Schoolboy Q become a bigger artist than him. Mm-hmm. And essentially he get his shine. Fully last. Initially, I was going with Juvie. Well, no, Juvie is a star. Mm -hmm. Juvie Juvie is a star of Cash Money. So if I have to pick, I'm going to have to go with BG. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. not forgotten. You know BG is in Cash Money, and, like, you know that's... He was a hot boy. Mm -hmm. I think... So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with BG. Yeah, because if you think about it, BG had he had the cash money as an army. Mm-hmm. Then Juvie came back, spun the block, mm-hmm. got his records off. Then he had Bing, Bling Bling. Mm-hmm. Then he had Sean. Well, Sean was way later, but 
Kendrick Lamar, in a sense, is Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. And Absol is Turk. Yeah. So so, so Juvie is Schoolboy Q. No, Juvie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, Juvie is. I feel like Juvie Lil Wayne could be shared. Of, yeah, Juvie is a face of Cash Money. I think Juvie and Lil Wayne. I mean, initially Juvie, Lil Wayne comes to the forefront later down a little later down the line. What's a bigger record to you? Bling bling or back that ass up. Back that ass up. So we would have to make Juvie the face then. Cause bling bling was BG record. I think of cash money, yes. Mm-hmm. At that time, at that point in time. Yeah, because even in the earlier days, Wayne wasn't getting... Wayne was on, like, the tail end of, of a lot of the hit records. Yes. Right? Like, you knew... Oh, yeah. That's Wayne. Mm-hmm. And he has memorable verses. Yeah. So, he's not... I'm not going to say he's not memorable. But I think Juvie was the face of Cash Money. Yeah. I think we can agree that Absol is definitely Turk, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's fucked up as that sound like... Like, like low-key... Like, I don't want to say invisible, but just low-key, non-existent sometimes. Yeah. It's so sad, too. It's like... But I almost feel like, I almost wonder, is that, is he comfortable with that? I think he is. Right. I think he is. Um, so, I don't even... Good albums, though. Mm-hmm. I've heard his features. I haven't heard any of them. I've heard him featured on... I'm a big Janae fan, so... Mm-hmm. He's on a new album with Janae, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, out of those out of those five songs that I just picked, um, to be on this playlist, what song do you feel he should have definitely played in his set against Scott Storch? We had um, you understand? You understand? Number one stunner, front mm-hmm. back, used to, and Cash Money is an army. I'm gonna go okay, and I'm basing this off of. I need some water. <laughs> What he would have won with in terms of popularity and what the people would want to would have wanted to hear, uh-huh. I'm gonna go with probably. I'm actually kind of tied between used to and probably number one stunner. But honestly, I'm okay with him not playing it. Because hmm. I don't really care for that song like that. I feel like he should have played number one stunner instead of that uh, Lil Wayne Alicia Keys record. Like, I would, I mean, Used To wasn't one of, well, I don't know, was it? One of 2 Chain's bigger mainstream records. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. So I don't think a lot of people would have known that. Mm-hmm. Although I love the song. But I, out of those songs, number one stunner would have probably been the most identifiable. Yes. But I don't really care for the song. So I'm, I'm going to say pull throws. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with number one stunner in that case. Um, um, yeah. So next up, we have uh, Matt Wilde's Love in the 90s.
This was a single supposed to be off of his mm. second album. Okay. But um, it just became a single, and then two years later, we got a second album from him called After Hours. But this song features a tribute to the 90s groups in their songs. The chorus goes like we did in the 90s, like TLC wasn't too proud to beg. When the nigga Keith had you sweating. <laughs> when Jodeci sang Forever My Lady. It alludes to the running joke of, if it ain't 90s R&B, I don't want it. But what exactly does that mean? Mm. What does 90s R&B mean? No, what does... When if, people, if it ain't 90s, if it ain't 90s R&B, if it I don't want it. And meaning about love. Like, what do, what do people mean by that when they say... If it, if it doesn't have that vibe, that feel, and that message, then I don't want it. 90s R&B message slash vibe was way different than R&B today. It was mm. even... I can even call it a little different than 2000s, like later 2000s R&B, right? So like 90s R&B, a lot of it was slower, like more indirect. Mm-hmm. Like. It was innuendos. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like niggas wasn't just saying, you know. I'm trying to fuck. Get naked. Okay, that that will work too. Okay, yours a little. Yours was more like today. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's might have been like two thousand ish. The evolution. Yeah, yeah it's progression. <laughs> um, but like nineties R and B was like, I think it was. I don't even want to call it more relatable because obviously the 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 younger people. What are they, Gen Z? Z, yeah. yeah. They relate to the shit that comes out today. Mm-hmm. That's what they grew up on. But, like, I feel like for us, that shit was more relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, well, in a way. It was a mystery behind it. Yes! And you had to actually talk. It wasn't I like... Agree. It was like, it painted full stories, full pictures. Mm-hmm. It was like some... Like, I just thought of Can We Talk <laughs> for mm. some random reason. But it was like, yo, the whole song, the boy was just trying to get her attention. Like, yeah. Can we talk for a bit? <laughs> it's like uh, Chris Brown, yo. I'm asking you, can we talk? Yeah. Whereas now, it's like, bitch. <laughs> and all he wanted to know was her name. <laughs> That's all that nigga wanted to know. That's what's crazy. Like, bitch, I Baby was just sex. trying to know your name. I wasn't trying to slide in. That's what I'm not None asking you for your number yet. We not even there. That's what I'm saying. It was like progressive and it was just like calmer. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's what like people want. They don't want the all in your face, like you meet a nigga and you texting him and he like, when you can know, we come, chill? come on. Yeah, when can we chill? Mm-hmm. Come through. Come through. Mm-hmm. Send me a pic. Nigga, you follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I got pics on there. Oh, man. Mac Wilde's real name is Tristan Wilde and was a star in the latter and arguably the best years of the HBO hit series, The Wire. Mm-hmm. He then went on to do music full time. What do you feel is harder for entertainers to do? Entertainers to go from being an actor to an artist or an artist to an actor? I'm going to probably have to say it's harder to go from actor to artist. 
solely because you see more of artist to actor. Mm-hmm. So like it's almost you don't blink when you see artist to actor versus actor to artist. If you saw, you know what I mean? If you saw, like, I'm just trying to think. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. That's literally what I was thinking of. You saw Idris Elba dropping an album, you'd be like, what is this nigga doing? <laughs> yeah, because it was kind of weird because, I don't know if people know, the first song the intro to American Gangster he did that beat Who? for Jay Z Idris Alba. Oh okay. Idris Alba is actually a DJ. The song? The song. American Gangster? The the oh, I the, he was a the DJ. intro. The intro he did that beat. Oh to the album? Yeah. Oh 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 I knew he was a DJ. Yeah so I mean But that's I, not It's not far fetched. Well no I was gonna, well considering he's a DJ but that's not artist though. That's still a little different. Yeah. I can still see him. I see actors being DJs and like even maybe go as far as producing beats for fun yeah. in their spare time. But being full on. Do you have an example of an actor who turned. I don't have. Oh, a- Eddie Murphy? Right? Well, he didn't go a full blown artist, but he dropped a single. At yeah. least he had to be like. Well, not, not as far. Well, if we're going to use the. If we base it off of my question, I was saying entertainers. Chris Webber is a producer. Um, he's produced. He actually produced for Nas um, on well, a Nas album. But it's, it's not artist though, right? I mean, going from being a basketball to a producer. Yeah, but there's other. Well, you, you got to go far fetched at this point. So mm-hmm. Taraji becoming a singer. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, athletes tend to dabble in music. It's yes, not, it's true. not that surprising. But more, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> fucking Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> but he has a multi-platinum album. Stop! The, can't stop the rain with my shaker. Yes. Can't, <laughs> can't stop the rain. Child's a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you know Shaq is Corey Gunn's godfather? No. Why do you know that? I mean, it's common knowledge, I thought. No, it's not. Uh, I'm just checking for Corey Guns right now. Hey, listen, whoa. Slow your roll, baby girl. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay, all right. Let's be oh, honest. Right now. Oh, who the fuck's catching? Right. Shout out to Corey Guns. Shout out to Corey Guns. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I see. Next up, we got Remy Ma conceded. Tell me the most conceited thing you've said to somebody you've dated. Why you do that? What? <laughs> the most conceited thing? Why you do that? Sorry. Wow. The most conceited thing I've said to somebody I dated. Hmm. Um. Oh. About conceited, I'm not. I I, I generally don't like people who are conceited, so I don't think I've ever. What was the most conceited thing you've heard from someone you did? No, I was gonna stick with something I said, but more so like 
the least humble thing I've said to somebody. Which was? <laughs> Something to the effect of, I'm the reason that you got where you are. Oh. Which was a fact. Well, which was, yeah, pretty much a fact. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> pretty much a fact. If we be in a room. Not in the sense of like in life, like you got your career and your job, like in your house and your car because of me. Not like that. Was this after y'all were dating, or this is why y'all were dating? You know what? It actually, I didn't. I don't. Okay, I said it to a friend, venting. Uh-huh. I don't think I said it to him. Uh-huh. Very broad and very long story short, it was like he had an open case, not like criminal, like a personal injury case. He sat on it. He was BSing it for a long time, for years before I met him. I found a lawyer. I found him a better lawyer through a lawyer that worked at my You have not blinked. This whole time telling this story, and I'm kind. Of, I feel like this is getting intense. So I'm like, it's not. It's not. I found him a better personal injury lawyer who was able to settle his case in three months and got him a, a hefty settlement. Uh-huh. Okay, and I just felt like not only did he hook up the lawyer that I like that got me in touch with the, his new lawyer. I was like, you should at least like buy him a nice bottle of wine or buy him a nice bottle of whiskey because I know he like whiskey or something like that. He didn't do anything for him. But I feel like I didn't get any acknowledgement for it either. Because okay. I was like, nigga, like, if it wasn't for me and putting you on to this new lawyer who settled your case, you would still be chasing your old lawyer for who had, been, who had had the case open for seven years at the time. Damn. And I was like... I, I, on top of that, <laughs> man, now, now you got me started. On top of that, she, his, his lawyer who had the case open for seven years, he wasn't keeping up on her. And I took a day off of work on the day he had off and was like, let's drive to her, let's drive an hour to her office since she doesn't want to answer the phone. And we pulled up on her. She wasn't there, unfortunately. But like, it was my idea to get the shit rolling. And as soon as I got him in touch with the new lawyer, the shit was settled three months later, and he walked away with a nice check. And I just feel like I didn't get what the fuck I was doing. Like acknowledgement, you fe- you felt like you should have gotten. I didn't even get a thank you for. Mm. I appreciate you putting me on to. I appreciate you asking your mm. coworker for the lawyer, and yeah, mm. yeah. So that's that. So what was the? <laughs> <laughs> what about the reverse? What was the most? Conceited things a man has Someone told said you. That to me. Um, I don't know exactly, but for some reason, I feel like somebody once told me like I should be, I should be happy they picked me or some shit. <laughs> I, remember, I was like, I remember, and like, it was clear in the situation I was the fucking catch. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, pump your brakes. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I bring a little more than you do, but I, you know, I don't, I don't 
I don't talk shit like that. I don't, you know, brag about shit like that. You bring what you bring, and I bring what I bring. It doesn't matter if we're on the same. It scale. doesn't matter. We're bringing unique things. That's what matters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, fuck you. Um, yeah. Next up, we got <laughs> Exhibit X. Jeez. <laughs> First day of the rest of my life. I stand behind the mic like Walter Cronkite. Y'all keep the spotlight. I'm keeping my bombs tight. Lose sight of what you believe and call it a night. This ain't the lightweight cake mix shit that you're used to. Teflon territory, you just can't shoot through. You gon' shoot who? Not even on your best day. Rolling the wild west way. Giving it up. Leaving the whole world stuck. Not giving a fuck. Late in the cut. Now we break through in the rut. Come on, it's here. No one shoots, baby. Fill up a cut. Quick to grab Mary Jane by the... This was a huge record back in 2001, which stems from a sample line from Bitch Please 2 off of Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP. Bitch Please 2 was a sequel to Exhibit's hit record that features Snoop Dogg, who also appears on the sequel. Two-part question. If you, if you are an artist and you're a part of a crew in a crew environment, how would you feel about not only someone in the crew making a remix to your song, but then actually putting it on their album? If I were in a crew mm-hmm. and someone else in that crew took my song, made a remix, and put it on their album, yeah, am I on the remix? Yes. But the remix is your... The song is your... The original song is your song. Mm-hmm. The remix... Doesn't go anywhere but on the person in your crew album. It's not on mine. No. Bitch Please 2 is on Marshall Matters LP. Bitch Please, the regular one that has Snoop on it, is on Exhibit's album. So I took your song, mm -hmm. remixed it, put it on my album. But I'm on it. But I'm on it, and everybody on the crew is on it. So the original, I mean, the remix has Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, and Exhibit. I ain't tripping. No issue? I'm on it. Mm. That's like I'm saying. Am I on it? I'm on it. I'm not, I don't listen to Exhibit at all, so okay. I didn't know any of that. I know, I know Aleem's a really big Exhibit fan of that era, but mm. that was a really, um, Exhibit, Exhibit is pretty cool. I did just <laughs> read about <laughs> Basically, in 2005, it was a a West Coast peace treaty joint that went on. And um, (laughs) the game tells a story about how when Exhibit goes to talk, it talks about how how proud he is to be from the West Coast. Somebody randomly yells out, (laughs) Hey, nigga, you from Albuquerque. (laughs) And then they can just look. So apparently, mm. what is New Mexico not on the West Coast? But Period. maybe maybe he didn't say the West Coast. Maybe he was saying Cali in general. Uh, but <laughs> so apparently he lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for seven years. When he was seventeen, he moved to. Um, when he was seventeen, he moved to Cali. He was originally born in Detroit. He also was, um, if not the first, maybe maybe the second artist on Loud, second West Coast artist on Loud. I think the Alcoholics were on Loud, and I believe they were there before him. But 
Shout out to Exhibit, though. Are we not going to acknowledge the fact what he's done for the culture? Fair. Fairly known well, for. Okay. Pimp my ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, did you fuck with Pimp my ride? Hell yeah, did. What? What is in this? <laughs> what would you have done if you were selected for Pimp my ride? What would you want in so your my car? car? Yes. Dang. 13-year-old me probably would have said some <laughs> wild ass shit. Like my bathtub if my walls two or three six. <laughs> some, weird, <laughs> some weird shit in the car. Um, but damn near 30-year-old me. What <laughs> Yo, they used to put like full Fucking offices in the car. I know you didn't ask for it, but we put 17 TVs in your car. <laughs> I don't know. I, at this point in life, I'm relatively simple. I just want a. I would like a, a car that's. I would take a unique color, but nothing super bright. Oh, like that lime green that they put on everything yeah, with the candy paint? Up. <laughs> I don't want candy paint dripping in them fucking flames. Hands <laughs> and on skulls on the hood and shit. I don't want that. I know you didn't ask for it, but we put an additional three TVs fucking underneath the seat. Picnic table that come out the trunk. <laughs> Some wild shit in it. I would just want a nice sound system and not like no hood nigga shit. I want some shit that you can actually hear and understand. Mm-hmm. And a dope ass navigation system. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like that shit exists at this point in time. Do you think, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you think when artists have records out, big records, and they go to TV, the whole shit, do you feel like that's the death of their career? Like, go completely, completely away from music? Completely away from music. Not saying that they retired, but they have gone, they have left music to do a sitcom, a hosting gig, stuff like that. I think like it that. depends. On what? I think it depends on how impactful their music career was. Because let's take an exhibit, mm-hmm. right, who basically left music to do TV and put it up to 50 Cent, who is not currently making music, but he's all over TV, mm-hmm. right, with power and that new For Life. Is it called For Life? Yeah, I Show? heard that's good. Yeah. Um, but niggas ain't forgetting what Fifty Cent did mm-hmm. versus does mm, the general Outside population of, yeah. know what Exhibit did? Let's be real; it depends on how impactful their music was. Which is crazy. It's kind of like with LL Cool J, and these kids don't even realize like he was like one of the first big hip hop artists. All they know is well, what do they even know him for? The nigga from, from CSI. Uh, damn! Mm-hmm. Don't even know. <laughs> don't, don't even know, know in the know. house and niggas don't know none of that shit. <laughs> They don't know none of that shit. They think that's this nigga first job. They think this nigga a real actor. Man, Todd Smith is something else. Niggas don't know about, they call me Big L.A. Mm -hmm. Big Silly. (laughs) Big Willie. Yo, shout out to my niece Kayla, because you know she related to me. Because when this song came, the head sprung came out, she's like, can I get a head spoon? Can I I get a head spoon? Ah, and that song. No, yes. no, no, no. We're not about to glaze past that. Time out. Head spoon. Come on, man. She was a kid. She was like younger than Corey at the time. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yo, that's that. We got a uh, City High. <laughs> we got City High Carmen, Carmen. remix. 
caramel. Caramel. What I said, Carmen? You said. I said Carmen. You said caramel, right? No, I, I said, said Carmen. No, it's caramel. What is it? Caramel. Caramel. Am I saying the word wrong or that? I thought you said caramel. Some people say caramel. Some people say caramel. I say caramel. Yeah, I say caramel. Okay, that song. The fuck, nigga. <laughs> Deidre and Eve. <laughs> fuck, nigga. <laughs> I keep on mesmerized. Listen to me closely. EBE is how a thorough bit's supposed to be. Hate the thirsty type, can't even get close to me. That's why I got my own stack, daddy. How it's supposed to be. I ain't about the gang playing and gift chasing. All that front and daddy, please, we both big facing. All the things I want, I got. Forget me not, just. Okay. Do you remember <laughs> when this shit dropped? Absolutely. This shit was on TRL 106 in part for months. You hear me? Mm-hmm. I'm talking, you knew what the number one song was. What a time to be alive. During this era, describe your childhood with a music countdown show. You know what's crazy? I literally yesterday watched a clip on Twitter that it was a tweet that said, and I think I retweeted it, so you probably seen it or you've seen it. Was Hardball the number one? No, 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 no. It was a, it was the recap from One Hundred Six in Part. Yeah. And this was in the, this was in the top ten. Okay, I watched the second part. The second part. Oh, I actually, didn't watch the second part. The second part it lists, it shows the what the number one, one was because the I first one just see it just go to number two. Yeah. So okay. Two. And Carmel was in the top, the top ten. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, we had songs like, um, what else was in there? Everything on that motherfucker was a hit. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 what's the Where the Party At Remix? Where the Party At Remix. That was like number nine or number eight. Um, we had Genuine um, Differences was on there. Differences. Uh, um, North Carolina. Raise yep, Up. Yep. Uh, Petey Pablo. Um, Give it? it to me. Was num- number nine. Give it to me. Jay-Z. Oh yeah, yeah, that was number nine. Ja Rule and uh, uh, I'm Real was on there. There's two Ja Rule songs on there. And Joe Bobby Brown, right? Yeah, no, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, living it up. Living it up. It was I'm Real then living it up. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember what was number um, ten, but yeah. So essentially, those songs, those are the songs that was that were on the list. Um, what? No, go ahead. Which at any time they can be played on the radio today, mm-hmm. versus these niggas having these songs. Top 10 in another 10 years, if they did a top 10 right now of those songs that's current now, ain't nobody listening to them shit. You know what, though? And I was thinking about this literally like last night or Friday. What's it? Saturday? Wait, so, yeah, so last Saturday. night, Friday night. Or Thursday night. And I was just like, yo, we really, it really just moves a generation. Like, mm-hmm. our parents were saying the same shit about us. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying the same shit about Gen Z's. Mm-hmm. About how long like the bullshit that they listen to. They got their little pumps and their little do that little, little yachties. Yeah, I, uh, well, I think in our defense, I think we were the last good gen. We were the last generation to see solid music. Yes. Anybody can be can make a fucking uh, record now. Yeah. Like literally, you get a good beat. Like, and that's that's the problem. A lot of these like rappers cannot rap. So is that Soldier Boy's fault? Remember how they always used to say it was Soldier Boy's fault that this shit is all fucked up? But realistically speaking, I don't know if it's. I don't, that was like the beginning of the end. But, but Soldier Boy had 
an impact on the culture. Like yeah. that. If we're being completely honest, Crank that was boy, he was, was he or was he not one of, if not the first to literally have like whole dance routines to his yes. songs? That was a big thing. Like yeah. that was a big thing. So I don't want to. I want to. That was. I'm gonna give him his credit for that. I don't want to say he. I don't think he ruined hip hop. I think back then they say he did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And now they're realizing that yo, the nigga. He was just ahead of himself. Yeah, he yeah. I mean, like, you know, the lyrics, man, shaky, but like the trends and shit caught on. Yeah. And clearly, are still here today because niggas making TikToks with routines. Give it up to Big Draco. Shout out to Soldier Boy, man. <laughs> Next up in the last song we have G Unit Pop Them Thanks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nah, like my brother would keep his mouth closed and rap. You know what I mean? Like, like kisses. Yeah. <laughs> now this is the issue I have with these battles. This is a song, and on here, Scott Storch actually did by himself. Wait. This is a this is an issue I had with the battles. This song is the only song on here that Scott Storch actually did by himself. Mm. The issue is that let's say they do Dr. Dre versus somebody on one of these versus situations. He has the capability of playing a lot of these songs that Scott Storch played in the battle with Manny Fresh. Mm-hmm. So now we've now we've confused the audience of who actually produced the record. That's what that's I don't think people grasp that portion of why people are mad about the Manny Fresh and Scott Storch battle. Because like I The Watcher. That's a Dr. Dre beat. Still Dre. Dr. Dre. Whether he ghost produced it or not. He's not actually listed for credit. And if you ghost produce it, now you just you just snitch. You feel me? Like so it was just all it's always a weird excuse me, situation when it comes to these versus battle because it's like at any time now we can't now we can't have a polo to dawn versus anybody because then it's like if the nigga really nigga. wanted to, he's gonna play some Timberland shit. And they and the 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 people who are not aware We'll just assume that whoever played it first was the one who produced it. Yeah, and, and they're gonna be plays like the second is is you know what I mean he, he ain't do that. Yeah, he ain't do Not that no. shit. Yeah, because everybody likes to speak before they fucking know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And ghost producing is a real thing that I didn't know until when Kanye West first came out. And I've always looked at credits and stuff, but Kanye used to produce for Mace, mm. but D Dot would take credit for it. For a lot of a lot of that earlier stuff, like so that Hall of World, the group album that was on So So Death, mm-hmm. he produced the first record on it. I think he got credit for that. But it's a Mace record. I think it's called So Crazy Remix. Kanye produced that. It's just 
ghost production is a real thing, no different than ghost writers. So, but um, I wanted to before we get out of here, I really wanted to touch on the Little John versus T T Paint. Yeah, yes, him. What are your thoughts on it? What are the takeaways from the battle? I think it was the best battle so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the most the most evenly leveled battle considering both of them have significant hits that they have produced mm-hmm. little produced not written not played keys on no shade mm-hmm. but I've written um, I think I, I honestly don't know what the prediction excuse me, the predictions were before the battle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they were as, the battle, the the outcome was as easy to predict as some of the others. I would think probably not. It's probably one of the harder ones because we know how big the songs were that both of them had. I knew that Lil Jon would come out on top on this. And in my voting, Lil Jon won. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, somewhat similar to the Scott Storch and Manny Fresh battle in the sense that T-Pain played some songs that he was just a part of and not necessarily actually has production credits for, whereas Lil Jon played songs that he has production credits for. And again, I'm attributing this, I'm putting all the blame and all the fault on Timberland and Swiss Beats who started this, who did not make any rules. Now, whether or not that was intentional, I don't know. But maybe they wanted to leave it open for interpretation on purpose. I don't know. But I think it was a very good battle. Like, it had, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And Lil John definitely won. I think all these people that were calling draws for the first six rounds don't fucking know what they're talking about. God, I hate that. Because Lil John literally had like the first six rounds. Like it was like five or five and oh or six and oh. Like literally. Um and it ain't start going downhill until Lil John started playing all that tip pit bullshit. <laughs> I think that's when it started going downhill. But yeah, that like that's weird. It's also just a reminder of like yo, Lil John may not be as active in rap and hip hop right now, but don't don't ever disrespect him. Like That's what they did to Manny. Yeah. Exactly. He got he got hits that he didn't even play. Like I was waiting for a uh, salt shaker. I was waiting for mm, it was something else that I was saying earlier. Oh no no no, you told me Tyler Park did that. But I was waiting for oh Bia Bia, of course he didn't play there. But I was highly upset about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and they both went a little commercial. Right? I think that was another difference here where they both went a little commercial with like the turn down for what and the shots and all that but shit. Like those were like very commercial ass songs. Versus like what was impactful to like rap and hip hop. So those are my thoughts. Lil John won. Lil John literally carried us through our teenage and college years. Yeah. You know, he definitely always made niggas want to fight. Even if you couldn't <laughs> fight, you, you or, had courage. Yeah. He gave you courage. Um, I like how they came out heavy. Mm-hmm. 
that came out with I like the sportsmanship. I did and, it, and it nobody took it personal. Right. I did feel like Lil John at one point was at one of them rounds he did uh, when he played that bullshit song and he had to tell us how many countries and went number one or something like that. And then when he played, uh, the but I think T Pain was kind of bragging throughout the entire battle, though. No, but I'm saying because nobody gave a fuck about that song. Um, and nobody, nobody heard that fucking song before. He tries to justify why he played. Yeah, I, I just like. Eh, but I think T Pain was 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 like. I think T Pain knew in the back of his mind that he was going to take an L, yeah. but he, but you know, he still had fun, and I was happy that they did it. Very entertaining. My favorite was Gasolina. That's what it was. Um, Fucking well, reggae time. I mean, Gasolina was a little bop. Yeah, I it was. Know. It was catchy. Da 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 Gasolina. That's not, that's not the words. What's the words? I don't know, but it's... Since you're fucking Spanish now. <laughs> fuck out of here. Since you got your degrees. And you know every fucking thing. <laughs> uh, French, boo. What's French? No, my go ahead. Uh, any shout-outs? Come on, man. Goofy. <laughs> um, shout-out to you for having me on again. Mm. But this is like a routine thing. I don't want to be your little ass show no more anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, fuck you. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody. Just, you know what I want to shout out? Well, first, let me say shout out to my friends. Shout out to um, Pre. It's Predestined, the podcast. Go catch up on the episodes while you're being quarantined. Catch up on Baltimore County Forever podcast episodes while you're being quarantined. Shout out to all my all my friends that have small businesses. I'm really trying to support y'all in this time of need. Um, so check out. Well, no, I'm not giving my personal Instagram, so that's a dub. Well, anyways, um, just shout out to all my friends that are just out here trying to make a dollar. Shout out to everybody who is not who does not have a small business and is not trying to make money during these crisis times and it's just literally trying to stay sane and trying to keep their mental health intact because I too am one of those people I don't want to do anything I don't want to learn a new skill I don't want to make a side hustle I literally just want to stay sane and I just want to take care of my mental health right now because that's what's most important so shout out to y'all because it's a struggle cabin fever is real and for us social people not being being able to go outside is a fucking struggle and for our world travelers out here are like such a struggle to not be able to get on a plane so yeah um <laughs> shout out the 420 wrap up uh coach class podcast uh shout out to this ain't no podcast shout out to the band stacy norm go stream norm's music Noah also has a EP out right now, The Corner Boys, featuring Mac P. Uh, I'm sorry, co-starring Mac P. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and uh, go stream all their music, both their music, um, solo and group. The Corner Boys is the name of the group. Um, it's on SoundCloud. And um, I forget anybody. Shout out to Baby Corey. Shout out to Lauren. Thank you for being on. Um, for you know I in this Baltimore County forever. The podcast. I ain't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh-uh.